and we're here. Um, yeah, we're live. Welcome to the show. We got a lot. Of, we got a, a lot. Not a lot. A little bit of time and a lot to talk about. Yeah. La Brea season finale tonight. Correct. We're going to go over the TV League standings. A lot of losses this week. Thanksgiving TV isn't what it used to be. It's all reruns and shit and not like new stuff. So people just don't watch it. Even the football was down. Really? 12 million people for the Thanksgiving night game. And that's actually down from like previous years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was also a blowout. I was surprised. I thought the game's going to be a little closer than what it was. Yeah. We're going to riff TV history. I'm just, I got the VHS vault up and we're going to put in dates and see where we go from there and talk awesome. about it. Awesome. Uh, Chucky season two is coming. Ooh, 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 ooh. They renewed they it. Renewed they're they're going to have that a horror movie again. We'll okay. fly through some TV news as well. It's going to be a good fun. I hope you're ready to stick with us for a couple hours here. We'll see what Croce has got his, his teeth fixed. Exactly. Uh, but let's before without further ado, let's fucking hop right into this fucking show. Absolutely. Welcome man. in. I'm everybody. looking forward to it. Look at this cast. This is a big cast. Yeah, we got grease on. People can't see behind the police stand by, but we got grease coming on here. A lot a lot of things to get into, a lot of things to make fun of. Welcome to the show, everybody. From Atlanta, Fulton County. We're storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. Color, I see. Shut then up. you maintain the status. December 7th, 19. I love you so badly. I, I got me. It's it all on the TV screen. Tell you what, once again, the song takes me on tangents. Well, you I just don't got expect. off work, so you like you 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 haven't had chance to relax your thoughts yet. Exactly. It was, I was watching. I don't know if you can see this. Oh, it's bad. The TV's on. We got grease on, baby. Exactly. I'm looking at Olivia Newton-John. Ooh. Thinking about them old fantasies Ooh. there. Olivia Newton-John. She's your Danica Patrick or whatever. And what I mean by that <laughs> is like. Not like supermodel. You wanted to date Olivia Newton-John. You see, there's you see her, and you're like, I'm gonna marry this bitch. There's, <laughs> it's funny. That's a totally good Having, differentiation. Fucking her would be so disrespectful. Yeah, <laughs> but you think of like the supermodel who's like just beyond gorgeous. You're Giselle, where there's no chance. But then there's a certain woman you think, you know something? I think if she would just talk with me, she might like me. Olivia Newton-John is in that category. As was Princess Leia, Carrie Fisher was to me. That's As you know, I've said it a million times in this show, eight years old, watching Star Wars. I knew I liked girls before that time. But boy, when I watched Star Wars, it was like, oh, I mean, it was like the essence of beauty was exposed to me. It was yeah. like revealed to me. And then Crow went to the bathroom and was like, oh, fuck, what happened? 
He went to the bathroom, whipped out his dick, and was like, Well, hello, Larry. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, Olivia Newton-John, I was looking at her makeup. She had a lot of makeup on, but they were, you know, accentuating her cheekbones. She was cute. Pretty woman. Fucking cute. Walking down the street, pretty but, woman. Yeah, what is your impression from your age? Was Olivia Newton-John just some kind of, like, not old, but no, just, No, like, I liked her a, a lot. Previous... I liked her a lot. I thought she was related to Elton. <laughs> but okay. that's not true exactly yeah exactly thought it was like her daughter i'm like man elton john got it in there before he turned gay yeah yeah <laughs> have you ever seen speaking of elton john have you ever seen like because he was married he had a beard for a while yeah back like, when he owned watford yeah yeah <laughs> oh, 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 oh the, the, he uh, owned the soccer team, team watford wow are, are they in the are, are they in the premier league or are they like in a league below are they no, they're uh, they're currently they are in the Premier League, but last year they were in the league below. Okay, so they're kind of like a they got team. Rele- they got relegated. Yeah, they're like a yo-yo club right now. But Watford was like a they were in the Premier League for like ten years. Wow, uh, because uh, I remember seeing a, a it was like him getting married, and there were of course there was a bunch of paparazzi impressed there. Oh and yeah, him kissing it had to be, his had wife to be very documented. Exactly. You see, you see, I, this is like an eighty-three or eighty-four. This is how intense homophobia still was. That Elton John, who everyone knew was gay, everyone knew was gay, still could not come out in nineteen eighty-three, eighty-four. He kisses his wife. So it is, for such a long time. No, 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 no. It, it, in fact, it was the opposite. It was the most uncomfortable, unpassionate, little teeny peck. That I, it was. It was like he is so not into this. <laughs> you know. So uh, anyway, uh, that, that was my Elton John. Oh tangent. no! I'm glad you told it because I just posted the live feed to the website. Excellent. So you can go to keithpazel.com/live and watch our show right now the show that we're doing right now yeah yeah uh but yeah we got things to happen here we got chucky got renewed for season two we could get into that we watched that a couple weeks ago non-league tv uh we'll get into some real-time entertainment google trends see what people are talking about today sure um a couple, wa- couple of series debuts, season premieres, and series premieres, and Good. the TV league. Good. Uh, La Brea season finale is happening. Aye, it's happening. It's happening. La Brea. <laughs> and then, we'll, we'll, what do you say we start off with a little channel surfing here, just to get a Let's feel of that. what's going on? Did you have any? Well, you because you have you're, you're you have more distance from the football season. So, oh yeah, fucking, uh, we got Lincoln Riley coming to USC. Yeah. Oh, you went to that game. And we, I saw them. Uh, well, we left at halftime because it, it wasn't an exciting game. There wasn't Lincoln Riley vibes in the air on Saturday night. I watched a little bit of the first it, half of that. We know? called it. She, we, she was like, do you want to leave at halftime? I was like, yeah, I've gotten my fill. Put on a rerun of NCIS. Sure. Talking about sure. Uh, not formerly the number one show on television. Oh, she, she was uh, she was in, uh, in my so-called life. She, she, Brian Krakow. Okay. Do, do, do you remember the episode where remember Brian Krakow? Oh, I know Brian Krakow exactly. I related to him and Krakow? Claire Danes. What is that? His mom or something? No, no. That that was a woman who actually was attracted to him in high school. Oh. A, and he was going to date her, but he actually he had such a crush on Angela Chase that he totally botched it up and handled it poorly. And she was totally. I remember into that him. episode. Oh my god, I remember that. That, episode. that, that is absolutely because it was like it captured awkward early early relationships so fucking well that all of us still have in our in oh ours, yeah of course. oh but, yeah 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 wow she yeah that was her i don't know what her name is she was she was kind of cute though I, fucking you know. melena krakow yeah <laughs> yeah my so-called life which i think was the best of the teenage shows 
Uh, it was the best. It, it was produced by the same people who did Thirty uh, Something, which is a respected drama of the late eighties. Oh, is that what, what was that? What was the, the the tones of that show? Well, it was very much like yuppie, uh, baby boomer anxiety. Like, oh, I'm in my late eight. It's the late eighties, but I'm working for an ad agency, and now I have like boomer 30 tendencies. Something. Oh, Thirty Something was a huge drama. Marshall. I think I've heard of it. Oh, let's, oh, oh, let's go oh. to the tape here. From 87 to like 91, 92, that was, I mean, they won like Grammys. It, it was definitely like a high-end drama. You know this is a rough show because it is not streaming anywhere but YouTube. Re- oh, oh, really? Really? When you say rough show, meaning? Like it's not it's not beloved. It's got an 83 fucking uh, tomato score, but. Uh, My 30-something doesn't have it's a It's not streaming? streaming anywhere. They must Let's want a see. lot of money because that, that would be a, oh, wow, maybe I'm it's just so long ago. Yeah. I don't even think about it. It's very much a baby boomer based show. You're in your late 30s and the anxieties. It was kind of like, I'm sure it was pitched as like the big chill, only it's a more ensemble cast. You know, we're capturing the essence of what boomers are going through as they're aging, you know, and they've got children and they're starting to face some health difficulties and career difficulties. And I'm going to go to it. We'll see what this is. Oh, 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 see if this is the same thing. Oh, it, it is. It is boomer to the T. 87 to 91. Something kind of person. You'll be pleased to know. This it isn't it, right? No, this is British. <laughs> okay. In the meantime, we put see. This is what I'm saying. I don't think this show exists on the internet. Thirty something. Thirty something reunion. Ooh, yeah, yeah. They've been talking about. Um, I think they're going to reboot it. They're going to reboot it, dude. Yeah. This show isn't anywhere. That's shocking Let's to me. Let's go to videos. I mean, Timothy Busfeld was a uh, thirty something. A look back. Thirty something. Where are they now? They put on 37, where are they now? Ken Olin was an actor in it? Well, this might be an Entertainment Weekly video or something like that. Okay, this is like a... Um, yeah, no, this show was a... Oh, it's a slideshow. We don't support no. slideshows here on this show. <laughs> but the same people who produced and wrote this show also wrote My So-Called Life. And they did a, did a very good job of kind of capturing the anxieties and the tensions and the, the worries of white people in their late 80s. Like, 87 oh, to 91? That's the early part of my life here. Uh, oh, Mitch Hurwitz made this? Or oh, Marshall Herskovitz? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Herskovitz did. Okay, here's the trailer. We got a trailer. Th- this was... The, this is the years of my college experience. 87 to 91, I was in college during this. Just to let you know. Hey, Aponte's here. 30-something is funny in hindsight. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I just didn't see it coming. It's yeah. 30-something, the complete first season. I don't know. Let's hope saying something. Are we getting boring? Am I getting boring? Mike, Mike, Mike. Are listen you to their gay? Wh- is he gay? Listen to their whining hey, Nancy, anxieties. We passed boring a long time ago. I know who that guy is. It's Timothy Busfeld. He was in Revenge of the Nerds. He was in a Brady Bunch movie, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Busfeld was a big actor. Featuring all 21 episodes. Mel Harris. I thought you, I thought you was coital, a little bit of post-coital oh, yeah. television there. And they also have gay characters in this, which was... Timothy Busfield, yeah. Melanie Mayron, Peter Horton, Ken Olin, Patricia Wedding. You see this Draper, cast? Ed- I love how they caught Peter Horton while he was directing. He had to show a little fucking clout. I'm actually producing sci-fi films now. <laughs> well, he, I mean, he was in, uh, in Children of the Corn, which we've watched. Edward oh, yeah. Zwick, exactly. I think he's one of the producers of this. He was one of the main Ed writers. Ed Zwick rules. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this was. I didn't a, know he was black. Is he a black guy? No, he's not black. He's just of dark skin color. 
<laughs> he's olive. He's got a tan. DVD. So you got to go to DVDs for this. That's well, when you. Why isn't it streaming anywhere? They're waiting for the reboot. I, I wonder. They're like, waiting for the reboot. Let's yeah. go to the VHS vault and search thirty something. Oh yeah, no, yeah. This show was uh, again. That was a God. I remember like friends of mine in 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 college, like. You know, I think young women who wanted to feel more mature than what they really were liked 30-something. Ooh, is this what's in store for me in the future in my life? God, I I, I, I haven't matured much since then. <laughs> since college, I don't know how much I've really matured. I, You know, whatever, who cares? So, yeah, that's 30-something. So, the creators of My So-Called Life, did you get the vibe of 30-something watching My So-Called Life? Absolutely. Absolutely, the pacing of it. This is just something. Exactly. uh, You know, it's interesting. You watch it now. When I first watched it, I was probably 24, 25. So my teen years were still pretty fresh in my mind. I didn't truly get out of my teen years until probably my early 30s. That's the truth in terms of just not really thinking about it. I had more experiences, you know. My nuts finally dropped in my early 30s. I got a career. I had my graduate degree. I was was in a different headspace. Had Uh, had concrete opinions about things. That that were actually based more on kind of experience, you know. Not afraid to tell people you love Ronald Reagan. Yeah. That never happened. I can guarantee you that much. Uh, but I think Greece is going to be our spine show. By the way, great. It's on till great one. Idea. Great idea. Respect that uh, a choice, a hundred percent. But yeah, it, it was. Um, uh, but then I watched it, and so so I related a lot to the teenage characters when I first watched it. I watched an episode recently, and I relate to the adult characters right. a lot more. Yeah. In, uh, in uh, which is an odd feeling, you know. The dad rules. You know, in my oh, so-called life, the yeah. dad's awesome. He he's a Steppenwolf actor. Oh yeah, he was also in Midnight Run. You remember that movie? Oh, it's my favorite movie. Of I was going to say exactly. It's that's a very phenomenal. Yeah, that's a very good like. Marvin, he punches them out all the time. <laughs> I've shown that movie to people, and I'll be like, "This movie's hilarious," and they'll watch it, and they'll be like, "That was good," but that's not a comedy. And I'll be like, "Get the fuck out of oh, here!" Oh, Midnight dude. Run was a popular and, and a funny movie. No, I, you know, I had Chicago themes in it. There's some Chicago. I'll go get some donuts. You know, uh, I also think they shoot a lot of that in L.A. Well, because it takes place half in L.A., right? I yep. think they shoot at Grand Central Market. Absolutely. When he's when he the restaurant he walks up to to use the phone, I think that's Grand Central Market downtown. Absolutely, it is. Absolutely, I've eaten tacos there. Very I've eaten good tacos. I've, every that's our Sunday trip, Larry and I. Oh, oh, good for you. Well, hello, Larry. Say hi to, to Larry. <laughs> hey, Larry. Hope you're listening. I haven't been. I gotta go there again, man. I drive past it all the time, and I like it. It's kind of a. I think it's kind of a cool part of L.A. It's something that's unique to L.A. that gives it a certain. You know, oh, there's no culture there. No, you don't know what you're talking about. There's actually a dynamic. Oh thing no, going there's here. dude. Grand Central Market and all of downtown. That whole historic core has got real good. Like even their their weird vibes. It's got like Hill Street Blues vibes. Absolutely, to it. without a doubt. And plus, you're kind of getting close to Skid Row. Oh, you, you buy heroin. Sketch. You can buy heroin pretty much anywhere downtown yeah yeah no oh man what a what a fucked up part of the world that is man Skid oh it's Row. a human crisis like there oh. it's i i, I think i've oh. told this story before but i was doing an open mic in macarthur park and one of my buddies goes you know all those things they talk about la and like the the like the shitty parts of la and the yeah. human crises i go yeah he goes they're talking about this neighborhood yeah yeah i was like yeah pretty much oh yeah Oh, without a doubt, man. I mean, you when you make it over into Skid Row, oh my God, it, it is, uh, you know, it, it, it's like, well, it's a third world country. It, that's when I realized that we're truly in a third world country. That, that, that That's when I, when I, when I drove through Skid Row months and months ago at night and there was a pack of wild dogs running around. 
dog. I was like, yes, th- yeah. this is a third world. This is like when I've been in like villages in Mexico and LA stuff. LA coyotes, baby. I mean, literally, it, it was like eight to ten dogs. Like, you wouldn't want to actually run into that pack of dogs. Like they might actually at- attack you, you know, like, and you'd have a hard time fighting them off. This was Janine Garofalo's look, by the way, just to let you know. This was Janine Garofalo in 1978. Like dorky 50s. Fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bangs and stuff. Yeah. I had a... Using fucking mime phones on stage. <laughs> Remember the mime phone? Absolutely. That, that was always like, yeah, so here I am on the phone. I, uh... Bailey's I, I, here. I, I, every Gen X, I'm telling you, any Gen X guy had a crush on Janine Garofalo. She's I, still not. She's still cute. I, I, I had a crush on her. I really did. I thought she was... I don't know. Like she would get me. I, I've seen the behind the scenes of where they are now with Greece. She like she an art teacher or something. Sheet white hair. Sheet white hair. Oh, I'm sure. And it's just like, and you realize this movie's 43 years. I saw this in the theater in La Crosse, Wisconsin, the summer of 1978. Just Is La Crosse like the nearest theater? Yeah, that was the nearest town, 40 miles away, <laughs> or not the nearest, but one of the nearest theaters. Because uh, because Decorah, Iowa had one theater, the Viking Theater, where I saw Star Wars. Were you a Viking fan at the time? Were you like, oh, yes. that's exciting? Yes, I I was I was, and I'm still a Viking fan in spite of this past weekend, Keith. So uh, so do you want to run through? Ooh, we can watch something here. Yeah, uh, I watched this show over the weekend, um, called Twenties. Uh, it's on the One Network, which is like a bootleg B movie, like BET. Sure. Uh, let's put on some of this show. Anybody out there in the chat also heard of, oh, you said, uh, James Bailey says this podcast is going to the moon. Thank we you, agree. Bailey says, don't forget to leave a like on the live feed. Yeah. He's fucking doing my job for me. Look like the live well feed. Done. Uh, subscribe to the bell. Uh, if, if that makes sense at all, you yeah. just click the bell. So you get notifications when we go live. Oh, um, bing. And then uh, bookmark keithpazel.com because you never know when we're going to do a little uh, private. I'm trying to figure out how to like privately host these videos so we could really just do whatever the fuck we want. Um, but yeah, let's go on fucking Hulu. Man, yeah, I'm watching this uh, beauty school dropout. Boopy dee booty booty doo. This is your character. It's your chance to really shine. So I'm going to show you the trailer for this, and then we could see if we want to like crack into a sure, little man. bit of an episode. Uh, here. I, I, you know, I'm open. I'm flexible. There's Frenchie with her pink hair. Oh, yeah. Did she already drop out of beauty school? Uh, it's yes. Yeah, she's going to do out. the song. Yeah, it was just coming. Frankie Avalon. He was big, big shit at the time, right? You know, he, or because of Greece, he became big shit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because he was actually like a '50s and early '60s like uh, heartthrob. What wasn't he in those? What, was he opposite of Annette Funicello in those beach like beach blanket bingo movies and stuff? Those like beach movies from the early '60s. Oh yeah, beach was blanket Frank, bingo. Was Frankie Avalon I think opposite so. Annette Funicello pre fucking MS? Yeah, is she, is she dead? I think she's I think dead. so. Yeah. yeah. Rabba Ponte says a funny third world thing. Uh, the whole Twitter debate about whether L.A. has third world crime. Seth Rogen defended L.A. and has reaped anger for it. I wouldn't say it's third world crime. Uh, Chicago's crime, I think, is worse than L.A. Uh, the gun violence. I is think worse. out here you feel more in danger than you actually are because the city looks more broken down especially over the pandemic yeah but in chicago you can be murdered yeah you can get shot i think and it's 
If you look at the gun violence, the numbers, uh, I think there was like 320 murders in L.A. last year and there were 750 in Chicago. Which doesn't seem a, like a lot, to be honest with you. Yeah, but but, but there's 750 murders. There's 8,000 gunshot victims. That's a lot. I mean, 365 days. Do 365 into 8,000. What does that equal out to? About three a day? No, yeah, it's even much more than that. that. Yeah, no, about it's, that. It's more than that. No, that's, that's it's only I'm nine, terrible at math, so I trust whatever you went with. I was going to concur. 365. No, that's like 30 a day. <laughs> 30 murders a day is a lot. Or 30 people being shot a day is a lot. That is a lot. You know, it's probably two, and two to three getting more off a day. That's a lot, you know. Uh, so let's watch anyway. this 20. This is 20. Oh, is, it, is this like it's it's just with one just use the adjective urban to describe yeah, this show. Yeah, but it's it's just so cartoonish. And you kind of go sit on the grass and watch a movie? Yeah. You need to let me help you get a job. I don't want some stressful nine to five that's going to take me away from my writing. I do need a writer. Uh, I might relate to that character. Oh, she is very stylish. Or he. Or maybe that's the they. Unclear. You need to be the best writer's PA they've ever had. What's your job description again? To make your life easier. You're not doing that right now. What if we made sure our ideas were heard? What if we took up space? I'm down. Are people I'm down. I'm down. Did you hear uh, uh, not urban that sounded? It's a lady who has never in her life said I'm down. I'm curious. Watch, listen to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. To make your life easier. You're not doing that right now. What if we made sure our ideas were heard? What if we took up space? I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> Yeah, she I'm she lives so down. She lives in Thousand Oaks, down uh, the hill, <laughs> the West Hills. It, it is. <laughs> it, are people this snarky when they talk to each other? No, are and they? dude, the men on this show is they're like, you know, do you want to? They're like very fucking, uh, uh, like it's cartoonish level of flirting of just like, hey, baby. Oh really? I told you your man is not satisfying you enough. You need a you need a leather snake charmer like myself. Like it's just real crazy shit like that. Is real it real like, cringe? Is it like gay people trying to I'm write gonna straight put on dialogue? A I'm gonna put on a random episode here. <laughs> I, I'm I'm down to watch this. Hey, I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> we can watch more of the preview too. I mean, it would just to get a little more of a flavor too. But yeah, no, no, I, I'm definitely interested in checking this out. Take away. I, I've been trying to take away the TV uh, while I change things over. Here. Yeah, I've because uh, I've seen advertisements for this show. As you know, living in LA, you see billboards everywhere for like every different type of show, and they're literally on. A, I mean, they must be very expensive because you'll see a billboard change every three days for shows that are pretty popular too. You know, it's like. If they have a, like a billboard at the intersection, like in some West Hollywood intersection, that's just like teeming with traffic. There'll be a billboard up for like four days, then they'll change it again. And I got a feeling they charge a lot of money for that. I got a feeling they're making money hand over fist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They people have a vested interest in those billboards. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's my show. I want to see the billboard for my show. You'd be so I pumped. Make if, it. Oh, if yeah. you had a billboard for oh, fucking. Uh, I've, I've had the fantasy for, for red, red line. lines. Red lines. Absolutely. I mean, you could just pirate one up there. You know, why not? You know, why not? Just, you know, just do it for a day. You might actually get some hype based on that. You know what I mean? <laughs> That'd be a oh, move. Oh, it's locked. I can only watch it on fucking. Uh... I, in fact, I've had the fantasy because Keith, one day it's going to happen. So, you know, because 
because I, I live for that moment that connection you know right, we're gonna have to go with, with this an one. audience i've been waiting for this dream to occur for so long but you know we were talking about my so-called life and this weekend i watched some football with a buddy of mine with brady novak you may have heard the name before buddy eric acosta and i, I was mentioning how, how i was attracted to claire danes you can keep talking. We got a little bit of love happening. And, and Claire Danes, I was like, oh, she's so cute. And I had, a buddy of mine was uh, worked with her, worked with her. Claire Danes? Yes, worked and said... She's the she's, worst? No, 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 not, not that at all. Actually professional, but literally looks like an elf or a pixie. She's tiny. She's four foot ten. That's awesome. And weighs like... 83 pounds she had a kid she had a kid with and then had someone like take take care of her kid you know like, like a, a, a an assistant whatever well the kid was like it was a baby a, a newborn half the size of her body was the <laughs> was the newborn so it literally looked like a little like a little like a little like, yeah you shouldn't yeah she's not at, like she's the yeah i these two women making love yes that's okay. the main there is character nothing okay. i'd rather not do i hate that hipster shit well can you at least give me a ride home there we go Yep. I hate that hipster shit. Yeah, don't say that because you actually like it. Oh, well, and they're hipsters. I know, exactly. <laughs> this is what, what you about, are. What about you is not hipster? I know. <laughs> You're in a fucking lavish fucking loft apartment. You just fucking made your short-haired girlfriend come. It's so... <laughs> You're hipsters. It, it, it is... God, our our culture is just, it's just, I don't know where it's headed next. Everyone's a hipster, by the way. I know. I, I'm probably... If a, you look, if you want to be current or not a total fucking dweeb, you're a hipster. Hip yeah. is like an idiom for just being current. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there is a, a hipstery point. attitude. Yeah. Even those people that don't bathe, like that's its own form of hipster. I, I, I haven't, I, I don't bathe once or twice a week. I don't bathe because I just... It's so dry out here that I, I actually like just being sort of natural for a little bit sometimes. You're either a hipster or you're a racist. <laughs> what are you, a hipster or a racist? I, I, wanna, I was going to tweet that. I was going to say, I think and talk about race a lot. Does that make me a racist? I want to try and find. Okay, here we go. 20s i'm trying We're to find in I'm, our 20s aren't we i'm trying to find it here's an interaction between a man on the show i want the male attitudes on this show yeah, yeah or just the characterization is off the charts it's gonna be it's not gonna be here that long i promise muffin i like hattie a lot but if she's here it's not gonna help with our dry spell we have sex in the morning anyway and hattie doesn't wake up till noon oh, maybe that's why she can't keep a job <sighs> she's grabbing, <sighs> grabbing a hold of his joint so you're good if hattie stays uh, yeah, no, she can stay here as long as she needs to. I feel Every like... conversation on this show, by the way, is about sex. Okay, well, we're gonna need to get some lube if you're gonna do that. Or all the blueberry stuff. I told you to buy some the last time we were at the pleasure chest. Well, I'll just use spit. You know saliva grosses me out. You don't have to look at it. She's gonna put that cereal down so she could go I fucking... have to say this right now. This, to me, when I listen to that dialogue, my theory is proven correct. It's a gay writing room... Oh, writing yeah. about straight sex. about straight sex yeah yeah, yeah. It, it, it's i can do that i'm gonna f consensually flip you over girl i know <laughs> we, i won't get sued will i what yeah jacket it's, uh, or no jacket no jacket you don't want to look desperate mm -hmm. but these jeans are a little too tight though 
If it per- she looks like fucking Spud Webb. I, I I have to admit, and I've had a few times, not that often, but I've had a few passenger conversations. I notice it with younger people. It's as if they speak in sitcom talk with each other. There's this affected, snarky way of speaking that's completely insincere. And I uh, I don't particularly care for it, but whatever. It's what it is. They, yeah. they will grow out of it. They will grow out of it once they learn that there's actually something beyond their self-indulgent lifestyle. Yeah. Well, that, that's 20s. And I'm one to speak about that, having continued it in, into my 50s. It's a big show. They should have a call. 50s. Adam Crocious. What happened? That's what they're going to have. But here we go. Oh, yeah. There's a little bit of uh, the grease, man. This, uh, I have a quick Christmas story. Christmas in harmony. I have a quick story with this grease scene. Go for it. You see, well, okay, that, that guy, he's the nemesis. Yeah. And by the way, died of AIDS in the, AIDS in the mid-90s. No shit, huh? Yeah. Yeah. He's he's the nemesis. He had the scourge uh, of uh, of uh, Travolta. I was in Provincetown, Massachusetts. Have you heard of Provincetown, Keith? Provincetown is at the very tip of Cape Cod. It is a very artisan community. A lot of plays have been done there. A lot of writers. Norman Mailer lived there. It's extremely gay. Like it's it's seventy five percent gay, which is extremely. Maybe I should have used that adjective. Yeah, does that make me a foe? Eighties extremely. A lot of, lot of gay 75 folks. is comfortably gay, L- lot which of gay is folks. a B-side from uh, The Wall. <laughs> I have become comfortably gay. But no, I... It's <laughs> a good one. I, um... So I, I, <laughs> there we go. Hipster, racist, or comfortably gay. No, but... 28 it, it, minutes in, we're cooking, baby. I, 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 like, I like the pace of the show right now. It's quick, it's quick. Uh, so I went to, to a buddy of mine was doing a reading for a book that he was writing on, on uh, Eugene O'Neill, Eugene O'Neill, famous playwright. Uh, did his very first plays. Actually, was not. Actually, was in fact his 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 youngest daughter married Cherry Cha- uh, Cherry Chaplin, Cherry porn star, Ch- silent porn star Cherry Chaplin. <laughs> Married, the mustache uh, was somewhere else. Exactly. You know? <laughs> the Hitler was down there. No. Talk it, radio. And and, and um, uh, uh, youngest daughter married Charlie Chaplin. If ever, she was eighteen, and Chaplin was fifty three, and loved, loved. I mean, they had four kids together. Like, and, and O'Neill did not like it. Anyway, very he did a reading for because you know, his very first plays were done at the Provincetown Players, like in nineteen sixteen. So he wanted to go there, and there were some people that came and saw it. So I went there to visit him. Totally fun place, I might add. Big shock. Gay people know how to party and have a fun time. Oh, yeah. Totally enjoyed Poppers it. Poppers are involved. Totally enjoyed it. <clears throat> Uncomfortable, not weird. Uh, but there was a woman that picked us up in a cab that we had to go. We went to a hotel like two miles south of Provincetown. Yeah. So we were leaving, and, and the woman <laughs> looked like the nemesis in oh, Greece. Oh, that's hilarious. Like had really bad acne, mark, a pockmarked face. Probably a gym teacher somewhere. And, and, we, and we were, I was. <laughs> I was in the, and I kept saying this, and I was like, "Why does my friend keep hitting me?" And I was like, "Sir, can you take us down the street?" I kept saying, "Sir," oh. over. I said it at least five or six times. That's. Great. I think you can take a right, sir. Sir, I, I thought I was being like polite. Like I'm going to be polite yeah. to people because hey, I'm in their territory. And he was like, "Dude," and we got it. He's like, "That was a woman." And I was like, "Oh," I felt. But in a way, you know, maybe she liked it in a way, you know, because she was. Like ultra butch, like a really butch lesbian, you know. But I kept saying that in my naive way. Totally fun place, though. 
Also, by the way, in going with the audio chaos of the show, I forgot to put the noise suppression in the back. Ah, man. No, it's 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 very negligible. It just means subtle. It just means when we talk, there's like a in the background. But I'm about to take it away. Look at this. Look, these are these are the fucking yeah. They're they all like they're squares. It's such a '50s uh, era of just like I'm waiting for a man to come remove me from the bench. You (laughs) have. <laughs> I got to get on the team. I'm going to get me in the starting team. But this is in the late, I don't know if you know this, Keith, in the late 70s, because this culture has this tendency all the time. It always reflects back on like 20 years earlier. Why the 80s became this sort of big thing for, I was heavily into the 70s, obviously, in the 90s, which was a very, yeah. you were a Gen X hipster. Because it was your childhood. 70s. Exactly. Yeah. It was your childhood. In the late 70s. You look at it like I look at the 90s. Exactly. Exactly. In the late 70s, there was a huge 50s revival because it was like, oh, yeah, you know, the hippie thing had, had played out. It, it was over. It was done. So like the B-52s, there was very much like a new wave music thing where 50s fashion, like the thin ties and stuff and like thin lapels thin tie. became very. And, and that kind of worked its way into the early mid 80s also. But yeah, there was very much a late 70s sort of thing going or a late a late 50s, 50s thing going on in the late 70s. Bailey points out that. Jeff Conway got hooked on pills and died after his success in Greece. Ooh, and taxi, about, big taxi. Talk about his life. I mean, when he was on celebrity, uh, I was going to say celebrity autopsy. He was on that too. But when he was on celebrity rehab, it was like, oh, that was oh sad. Oh my God, you are just like, he truly lost himself in addiction. I mean, he was a big actor. You know, I mean, Grease and Taxi, that was a five-year stretch where he was a pretty successful actor. Oh, yeah. Like, he had a career, and he blew it. Blew it because of the pills and the coke. You know he's good because even when he was on pills, he could still, like, do a good show. Oh, yeah. He could probably fucking, yeah, shred, fucking just doped out. He'd make it part of the character. I'm Hamlet, but on morphine. (laughs) To be... (laughs) Or not nodding off. drooling on the skull. Oh, oh, to me or not to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, if you... It's another thing, too. You raise a good point about Conway, that area, that era. Late 70s, rehab hadn't become a thing yet, man. Like it. Oh, no. The very early phase, like Betty Ford Center had just opened up and there was a lot of shame associated with it. Rehab, like now going to rehab is kind of like you just something you do, yeah. you know? Oh, and back then, even being an addict was just something you had to deal with. Like, I bet there was yeah. later in the stages of his career when people would look on the cast list and see fucking Conway's name and they would just be like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to steal my piss. And it took a long, I think until the nineties started to become like, you got to go to rehab. You got to go to, you got to go to rehab. That, that became more of a, and then, then I think it just became like a, a moniker or a sign of like, yeah, I'm a bad boy. I'm going to yeah. go to rehab. Like it was used as a way of marketing yourself. You know, that's how de- pathetic and desperate some people are, but it was not, I mean, I think about it, but I mean, and, and the pills that were, <clears throat> pardon me, I got a frog in my throat. The, the pills, the pill addiction, I think, was still pretty damn big in the 70s. Pretty big in the 60s, oh, yeah. too, in 50s, 60s, 70s. That fucking dork, doesn't he get the plug, old girl? <laughs> the beauty school dropout? <clears throat> beauty school finger bang. I'm Smell these finger. two fingers. <laughs> beauty school dropout. <laughs> You'll be... It's hilarious. But no, I, I love the prom gets everybody all horned up. Even the teachers start grinding on the coach and shit. Absolutely. Uh, Lorenzo Lamos. That's 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 these guys were in. A, was they, that Lorenzo they, Lamas? Yeah, it was Lorenzo Lamas with the older woman. The absolutely. renegade. Oh, absolutely. It was Lorenzo Lamas. 
Uh, and this is Shauna Na from from they did Woodstock. not want to be called that from Woodstock. I remember Shauna Na was a TV show in the late seventies. It's my favorite Bill Brasky line from the Bill Brasky SNL sketches. Oh yeah, which is hilarious. He named the band Shauna Na. <laughs> they did not want to be called that. <laughs> the fact that they were in Woodstock. Who had a joke about that? Maybe it was. So some comic, I think it was Mike Sheehan, had a joke saying uh, uh, just about like, yeah, you never hear about, ooh, Jimi Hendrix and ooh, Janis Joplin. Or, I don't know if Janis Joplin was even on Woodstock, but I know Hendrix was. You don't hear, oh, my God, Shanana. They stole the show. <laughs> they, they were pushing the, I mean, the fact that they were in Woodstock is mind blowing to me. Yeah. You know, but anyway. Uh, let's go to some non-TV league news here while we sure, watch other sure, TV. Uh, sure. Chucky season two is coming to sci-fi and the USA network. This multi-stream has done well. And you know why people like it? Because it's after Watershed. So they say fuck and stuff like that. Again, Watershed being 9 p.m. 9 p.m. Yeah. Might be 10 out here because it airs at 10. So okay. that might be the first yeah. show beyond yeah. Watershed. Yeah. Boy, LaFemme Nikita would have just reigned supreme in this era of USA. Man. I tell you what, LaFemme, the, the movie. Luke knows how to make an action movie. It's too bad he might have raped two girls. Oh, oh who made the original LaFemme he made, Nikita? He made, and he made Leon the Professional. Oh, yeah. He made yeah, with, with Fifth like... Element. He made uh, Arthur and the Invisibles. I'm just oh, throwing an absurd okay. one in there. <laughs> he did Joan of Arc. Interesting. So he, he he has a good career. Yeah, career. he's a part of this thing that you would hate. Well, uh, what, what it's called it? Film Deluc, which is about uh, style over substance. Oh, well, they want oh, it to I... look cool with crazy camera shots, very minimal plot, simple story, basic characters. No one's got any real hardcore drive to. It's just man, mission, woman. Yeah, like he's always got some sort of fembot scantily clad woman with thick eye makeup and wearing a negligee with two fucking machine guns wrapped around her. It's just it's it's Leon. It's fucking fifth yeah. element. Like they yeah. all have the same characteristics in it. I tell you, woman that says three words, but is like crucial to the movie. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, well, La Femme Nikita, I remember seeing the original, I, I liked La Femme Nikita. It's a Nikita. show, too, that was on, like, fucking yep. Silk Stockings and shit on USA Network. And there was also a reboot, the, the, the Americanized version had Bridget Fonda, and I was yeah. like, that's not cool, because I, I thought, like, I remember seeing La Femme Nikita, like, that was, like, in 1991, seeing that when I was in college, that was, like, a cutting-edge, kind of, like, yeah. glossy, sort of action-type, that, that had that sort of theme to Besson it. Besson exactly. also created The Transporter. Which are great movies. You never saw The Transporter with no. Jason Statham? Oh, my God. I'm showing you a trailer oh, yeah. for that. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I, I, I'll be honest. I've never quite gotten him. I've never quite gotten his fame. And, you know, this is maybe an age thing of not seeing as many movies as I used to. I, I never. I mean, I know he's a big action star. I mean, he's a known action star. And I don't. I can't say that I've ever seen a Jason Statham movie pillar to post. It's sort of like the Dirty I mean, Dozen. I they're real me, simple. You, know? you definitely wouldn't like. You're not missing out on anything. Yeah, but, you know. I tell you what, sometimes, and you, I may surprise you, a, a vapid movie, sometimes I can get into it. Sometimes I can get into it. I have to be in a certain kind of mind. So mindset. here is the trailer for The Transporter. I saw this movie in theaters in 2002. My sister's boyfriend, Tony, took us all. Tony ruled. Tony a good guy? Top five. Top, well, I don't know if she, I don't, my, I don't even know if my sister's had, had five, five boyfriends. Had five boyfriends, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's but, in there. He's a good dude. Uh, real funny uh, but he took us to see the transport. I also saw Batman Begins with him. Uh, Ooh, but, but, oh, yeah. That, well, no, yeah, the, the, the reboot was good, man. So here's the trailer for the transporter. Yeah, man. I was wondering if you wouldn't mind transporting something for me. 
So what he does, there we go, is he like the movie starts with him sitting in a parking lot. So essentially, he gets hired to transport things for people. And there's three rules: uh, dimensions of the package, uh, where am I going, and no or no rule tools, no names. And three is where am I going. He writes all that down on a piece of paper, then sets the piece of paper on fire, and he just delivers your package for you. And the crux of the movie: he lives in France because it's Luc Besson, so it takes yeah. place in France. Former military guy, um, some French foreign legion special, special forces. forces. Yeah, yeah. So he gets this job of like, I want you to transport something for me, um, and then uh, so he does it. And he find discovers that it's an Asian lady. It's a it's a it's oh. a lady in a bag. Oh. So he breaks his first rule. One of his own rules is don't open the package. Oh. And he opens the package. And then it starts the whole fucking thing. So then he delivers it. And that this guy goes, You didn't open it, did you? And he just goes, Rule three. He just says, like, he just goes the rule and he goes, I like you. Like this is the main one of the main villains. Yeah. He talks like this, man. Yeah. yeah. I like you. <laughs> Let's snort cocaine off a switchblade. <laughs> so he goes, I want you to transport something else for me. Okay. And he gives him this fucking briefcase and it, he stops at a road stop and his car blows up. So then he knows like, oh, they obviously wanted to kill me after I transported this Asian lady. Yeah. And then that's the plot. Who is this Asian girl? All that. Bailey says, I saw Transporter 3 in theaters and it's the shortest action film ever. Yeah, it's like 75 minutes. All these movies are like an hour and a half. Yeah. Yep. Why not? From the maker of the professional, oh, the Femme Nikita. Once we make a deal, the terms of that deal cannot be changed or be negotiated. Frank Martin is the best in the business. You know, I mean, 000. I know people who criticize the short action movie, but if it's literally that's all it is, it needs then, to be. Then it's fine. Yeah. Then it's, if it's not that plot heavy, then just get the driving, get the gunshots, get the fight sequences, you get the parasailing as if it's 1987 doing a crime. You know, just get that going. You know, this. Yeah. A lot it's, of this. I think the director was doing a lot of this. It throws you me do off. This. It threw me off too. I watched all three of these two days ago. That's how. Uh -huh. That's how short they are. Yeah. <laughs> It throws you off because you I'm just so used to watching two and a half hour movies like I stepped outside to go smoke a bowl out the window. Yeah, and, you, and when I came back in, I was like, oh, there's only like 10 minutes. Left. Oh, here are the credits. <laughs> yeah. So I had to like rewind. I was like, oh, I missed a like a third of this movie yeah. smoking. <laughs> half now. Half on delivery. He never made a mistake until today. Oh, she was like pushing around here at her. Here's what's what they don't show. So he first first he sees the bag moving around. He's like, all right, I obviously got a live lady here. Yeah. Then he stops at a rest stop and buys a little orange soda and he puts a straw in it. And he does that thing happens where he takes out a knife and she freaks out because she and oh. he's like, I'm just going to cut a hole. And then he grabs her face and cuts a hole in it and lets her drink. And you see her calm down. Oh, yeah. 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 And then he stops again and she's like, I have to pee. And he, she tries running away. And that's when she but they eventually bang. So of course. He, so they go to his house <laughs> and the people that are after him because he opened that package they like blow up his house they like shoot missiles into it and light it up yeah. and uh and then so they have to escape via his underwater tunnel because he's got an underwater tunnel <laughs> and he goes to like a stranger's house it just leads to a house and he's like stripping his wet clothes off systematically as he's walking through like never open the package yeah. always brand he's just like freaking out yeah. and then she just pushes him into a room and he goes what are you doing and he goes making up for the trouble and she just fucking starts banging him oh yeah yeah 
Orange soda, literally. What I'm thinking like an of orange is juice. Orange, it's like a French orange juice. Oh yeah, it's probably something like a Le Orange. Yeah, Le Rouge. <laughs> deep trouble. You she says deep shit in the movie. He says he says what kind of shit in mind? And she goes deep shit. <laughs> I think she says berry deep shit. Berry. Quiet. Oh. <laughs> Come on, go, go, go. A good surface-to-air missile. That's, that's always a good one. They shoot a couple of them into the you house. Open the package. Oh, that, that's where he knows. He, yeah. yeah. This fall. Rules you know? are made to be broken. This movie rules, yeah, dude. Yeah. It, I mean, it looks like a good... For 20 years... That's a pretty good action sequence. This, this is getting me fired up. I'm not judging you, Keith. I'm, I'm into There's it. There's a great scene where he's driving a truck and they break out the side mirror, so he grabs a piece of glass and drives with the fucking glass. Oh, <laughs> so he can like, see the reflection? Yeah. Oh, camera's gone. There we go. James Bailey says it's fine. I'm I sure. think this is where we disagree. <laughs> oh, you think Because I great. love shit movies like this. I really love this well, movie. Well, of course. Of course you do. Which Boiler yeah. room. I love... I'm very interested in the things that pop up after fucking trailers that, like, boiler room is obviously closely... Like, that means people who watch The Transporter have immediately followed it up with boiler yeah, room. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, that's The Transporter. Man. That, you know, that, that, that was... Uh, yeah. I never really saw. Thank you for O2 giving me. Was you, know, you were still caught up in comedy? I think. Right. Oh, oh yeah. Well, O two was. You know, O two was a big thing for me. I, I, I was. Uh, I, I had been. I went to grad school for two years and worked at the city for three years. I had a five year stretch where I felt very emotionally kind of burnt out. I took a leave of absence from the city for five months, and I, I traveled to, to Europe. I went to Europe for a month. Traveled. Went, went to London, Amsterdam, Paris, and Madrid. Which was great. I was so glad. Such a fun trip, man. I had to just—I don't know. I, I just needed to like just. My life had felt uh, uh, there were certain things I was dealing with. You want to know something that ages me? We have Blade so, on right now for the listeners. I, yeah, I, I saw when this I in was the a theater. kid. I only thought Chris Christopherson was an actor. <laughs> like when they told you know me he was something. a country music star, I was like, the guy from Blade. Oh yeah, sings country music. I, I, I got a buddy who makes documentary films in Boston. Been a friend of mine for years. A lot, lot of uh, History Channel stuff. Andersonville Prison. He did a documentary on his his, his, his high watermark is a Folsom Prison uh, Johnny Cash he documentary. Did a Chris Christopherson doc. The, the, he's in he's in the works of trying to get a Chris Christopherson documentary greenlit. Because because his I guess his wife is See a big Chris of a man. Oh, he's doing it for the lady. Yeah, I think it's part of that. Yeah, and also you know he wrote, you know he wrote the song "Me and Bobby McGee," the the famous Janis Joplin song. Chris Christopherson wrote that. You know I mean, he had, you know he was a big actor in a lot of stuff. The, the, this movie though, I, I was I mean I saw it in the theater, but I, I just didn't get it like it. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's a comic book movie, Crow. Ex yeah, Blade just, is a Blade is a character from the Marvel universe. He's in the Avengers currently. You know something? People don't give Blade the credit it deserves because in the year 2000, X-Men came out. Yep. And then the people consider that the first super, like the the like the reboot of the, re, like the super, because the most popular superhero movie was the first Batman. It was first Batman, And before yep. that, it was Superman, and this kind yep. of revitalized the genre. No doubt about it. But people it. don't give the Blade its credit. Like Wesley Snipes always goes, actually... Blade came out in 1998. That is the first yeah. Marvel movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. no. this being popular made X-Men possible. Yeah. I believe that. I believe that. Yeah. I saw this in the theater. I don't know. I just, and I it's Blade just, a, I think that is a, your natural, you just don't like 
superhero type shit. I don't tend to. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not totally against it. I want to completely shit on it. Oh, is this when he discovers that he's dead? That that blood looks so realistic. Yeah. No, is this? Yeah, it's him. Gustav, you know something I wrote? Me and Bobby McGee. Did he? Yeah, absolutely. So Joplin covered How much did he get when yeah. Joplin covered it, I wonder? Oh, I, I, Probably I, I, made I, I, more I, I, money off the Janis Joplin version than his own. No, I, I don't think he made shit back then. I literally think he made like a thousand bucks or something. I, I don't think the rights were too. I mean, he was just a struggling actor like all of us were. I, and then I'm going to be starring in Blade later. So let's, I wrote an iconic song from the 60s called Me and Bobby McGee. So the Chucky, nah. I'm still on Chucky being renewed, by the way. Yeah, sorry. About uh, I mean, we go on tangents. It's yep. good. So, um, so the what's happened is is Chucky has now f- is able to fracture himself into different dolls. So now there's a whole fleet of Chucky's being sold across the United States. So it's like it's like gremlins in that sense. Yeah. You know, so that's the new rub of the second season, I think, is there's Chucky's everywhere now and this kid is gonna go stop him um that you know something i i maybe i'm in a good mood right now I'm, that I'm doesn't sound mood. bad right I, you know here's what i respect about that here's what i respect about that is you are trying i mean you're trying to the fact that they've been able to squeeze 33 years out of that original movie and then 10 episodes out of this reboot and a tv show i mean they're really whatever <laughs> they're hitting it hard I have to admit, what I like about the original Child's Play is, of course, it's a Chicago movie. So I like that about it. I was starting to get too old for horror movies. I was just like, eh. not that I didn't mind a horror movie on occasion, but I was starting to kind of grow out of the horror movie. They weren't scary anymore to me. My, 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 when, when you think of truly being scared, truly being scared, Keith, like a horror movie that truly scared. You could be a six-year-old. You could be a 15-year-old. When you Dude, think of I got to be honest. I don't think I've ever really been scared of a movie. I would get more scared of real shit. I remember I read in an, an inquirer that there was a werewolf boy on the loose and that scared me. <laughs> uh, Tornadoes I get that. scared me. Yeah, I get that. Uh, the movie when a stranger calls back scared the shit out of me. It was about a dude who would paint himself like walls and then ventriloquist his voice to sound like he's outside the door. And then that's a pretty good plot idea. Oh, dude. And then there would be scenes where you'd see a black wall and then just eyes would open. Yeah. Yeah. So I couldn't, dude. I if still when I watch that movie, I kind of have to have a light on at night. I, I, I and then there's yeah. a scene where there's a, the lady he's stalking is in the hospital because he beats the shit out of her, and he's off in the shadows of her room. And when everybody leaves, you see him sneak up, all painted black, and he starts rubbing her belly, and then he starts lightly tapping it, and then he starts hitting it, and then he just starts punching her in the stomach wailing it yeah. and her body's like flexing over and over again and just little creepy shit like when she first reports it no one believes her of course and she's like and the girl from the first one is the cop who's investigating her it's the sequel to when a stranger calls uh yeah and yeah. she says they ask her how do you know this is happening and she says because one of my books was in the wrong place and that's what makes all simka and think she's not lying okay okay because she says a girl knows her apartment you know what little things are out of place yeah when yeah. she said her clothes and her books were out of order that's when i believed her yeah that was a, a yeah no interesting interesting yeah Inter- you know it's that movie's fucking scary and it's a tv movie interesting yeah i'm trying to oh, here we go here we go those dolls could be anywhere The season finale of Chucky. See, here's the thing about Chucky that I couldn't buy with it. 
You know, you have, there's a certain spinning disbelief. It's a horror movie. I get it. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, Star Wars. Is, they tried to dodge it in the first one too. You don't see him do anything for the first half of the movie. Yeah. It's just the boy talking to him, and then something will happen. And yeah, they do it like the camera walking. Like you don't actually see Chucky. Exactly. And then about 45 minutes into the movie, the mom is shaking the doll. Say something, damn it! And then she goes to throw it in the fire, and you. Bitch, he fucking starts yeah, shaking. That's yeah. when you first see Chucky come alive. Yeah, yeah. I, for me, I was like, as an adult, I would just kick Chucky across the room and stomp him. That's what I would. Yeah. I, I could take Chucky down, I think, relatively easy. Or you just easy. like hold him away from your body. Yeah, yeah. He's like, ah, ah, you know something. Ah, I'm Chucky. I'm John Gruden. Oh, I don't like the homosexuals. Oh, my God, blacks. Oh, that, that, that. <laughs> He just Chuck, <laughs> Chucky just makes that should be the new Chucky. He just makes racist, homophobic statements. Ah, you know, but no. I, <laughs> anyway, uh, for me, horror movies, when I think of truly being scared by a horror movie, The Exorcist, when I first saw The Exorcist, I it's was pretty scary. 11 or 12 years old. I, I couldn't I had a hard time sleeping that night. When I first saw The Exorcist, again, my sweet spot that I've mentioned before is like, because that was actually a little before my time, The Exorcist. I couldn't have seen it in the theater. Uh, f- original Friday the 13th, original Shining, uh, well, The Shining, Halloween, even like The Fog, which was crap. That era of horror movie uh, was de- that was a time when I was most scared by a horror movie. Yeah, that's you the know? sweet spot age for me. Exactly. Like I'd say. 10 to 14, 10 to 13, 11, in that age. Because when you, when, when you get 15 or 16, the hormones are starting to come in. And you're, you know something? You think about other things. Like, yeah. oh, look at that girl who doesn't like me, like all of them. No, uh, you think about that. So, yeah, yeah, that, that sounds like a good horror movie that we were just talking about. So, that let's sounds- go over some numbers. And this is, sure. this is that shows you how drastically different TV is. Because even cable would pull in bigger, like, numbers than this. Um Again, so, this is the league. The league we're talking about right now. Well, this is non-league. Okay. This is sci-fi in USA. Okay. Okay. Uh, the first season of Chucky averaged a .14 in the 18 to 49 demographic and 347,000 viewers in live plus same day. So that's considered a success Jesus for a cable Christ. TV show is 373,000. Wow. And that 18 to 49, they like it that a third of it is 18 to 49. Yeah. Th- th- that's the actual. They it, lead with the demo. Yep. Yeah. Simulcast on USA, the same episodes average a 0.12, 18 to 49, and 312,000. So it's getting about 612 total between two channels. Well, you know, that's only eight, that's 800,000 people. I mean, 800,000 people have not seen my stand up, Keith. You know what Sci fi is home to the top two cable series of 2021 in the 18 to 49 demo Resident Alien, followed by Chucky. That's live plus seven viewers. That's live plus seven days of DVR. Uh, across all platforms, Chucky has reached 9.5 million viewers in its first season. Oh, that's a success. Yeah. That's a success. Oh, oh, oh. Given my experience working in network television, I can tell you all listening right there, watching, that's a success. Oh, get a second season out there. That's a success. So. <laughs> so there it is. <laughs> yeah, but but for me. So calm. I'm trying to think of if there's been a movie. To me, like my definition of horror movie has changed. When I think of a horror movie now, I think of the movie Requiem for a Dream. That movie's wild. That's a movie you watch once every few years. It takes an emotional toll on. Yeah, you. with a, I, I tried watching it again. That and I think I told you I, I watched Boys Don't Cry. And oh, that's an it, intense one. It, it's like 
it was tough to watch and not because it's good bad no it's a good movie oh yeah it's, it's just like it's ooh, deep ooh. it's an emotional toll um yeah requiem for a dream is a rough movie it, it is a rough movie you know well directed though man god damn good performances pen 15 the hulu comedy series is ending no season three at least for now for, for, for what show? pen 15 is a show about two adult girls who reenact it's like a show about two middle schoolers but it's adults playing them Hmm. So it's a show, and Pen15 is penis. They just do the 15 as 1-5. But the show is called Penis. You want to watch a trailer for it? Yeah. It's actually really funny. Yeah, it looks like a, a pen. Okay, okay. Penis, whoa, that's what I'm thinking about. I'm a girl and I'm in the... But well, you were thinking head. about pussy. I, I uh, Was I? Probably when you was. were a teenager, you weren't thinking about oh, pussy. Teenage, yeah, not when I was like thirteen. Or honest to God, this is the truth. I didn't truly hit puberty, Keith. I didn't truly hit it till like sixteen. Fifteen, it started to happen, but when I was sixteen, it was a much more like, like you know, the explosion went off. Like the hormone. It's part of the reason why I look young for my age right now. <laughs> when I was fourteen years old, I had the body of an eight-year-old boy. All right, I, mean, here, I, was just, I was no muscle tone. Here's the trailer no for Pen 15. Just, ooh, this is a suspend your disc. This is like Strangers with Candy type of show. Like a really absurd adults playing children TV show. That sounds like a Like they are playing 13 year olds. <laughs> it's two adults playing two 13 year old girls. Seventh grade is gonna be so amazing. It's gonna be really, really good. It's gonna be like the best. It's <laughs> kind of funny. Shuji, get off the That song costs money. We yes. do everything together. Yeah, no doubt. Like all our first together, like our first kiss. <laughs> Kissing him. Yeah, and they play themselves like this is about their childhood. You're 13, and you're still playing with dolls. How dare you do this to me, bitch? That actually—it's funny you mentioned that. I quit playing with toys by 12. Was probably the last time I quit kind of playing with toys. You know, that, that's what it was for me. I don't know if that's behind the curve or ahead of the curve or about, about right. Yeah. So Bailey so, says it's not coming back for a third season because the creators are ending it. I like that. It's forethought. Yeah. Yeah. They had two two good seasons. They don't want it to be bad. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What they, were you going to say now? No, for myself, I, say th- I, I didn't play with toys when I was 13. Oh, I played with toys long into life. I, yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd say I remember kind of playing when I was 13 with toys and being like, I don't really. Didn't do it for I, you yeah, anymore? Yeah, it, 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 it just wasn't working. Yeah. I looked. I also, my mom kept a lot of my old toys. I had, you see, you're of the era that had good, the toy, toy technology advanced. When I was, I had like matchbox yeah, cars and like a shitty no. GI Joe. I, I had, had whole place God awful toys. You know, you didn't have stuff sold separately. Yeah, absolutely. It was just like, you, you were happy to just get a toy. Like you'd get you know? a Batman figure and then you're like, no, I want the Batmobile that they were playing with in the yeah, commercial. Yeah, no, like it, it was just an avalanche of like, now I need this. Now I need this. Now I need this. And it looked just like from the cartoon toys in the seventies looked like fucking hunks of clay. With oh, paint oh, I, know. <laughs> I know with like little uh, dots, for, dots for eyes. There was no body form. No, yeah, I was my toy in the seventies as a child, the adventure people. Oh. I was into the you ever hear of the, the adventure. People? Oh, I think we watched a trailer for that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it was we like watched a commercial for the adventure. People. Absolutely, and it was like 
you, you, a guy would be like, like a forest park. Yeah, a guy would be a forest park ranger, and he had like a dog, and they they had like a pontoon boat and a tent, and it was sort of like living in Griffith Park or no or, or MacArthur Park. You had a tent, and you were on a pontoon boat, and you yeah, I had like an airplane, and the airplane and the pontoon boat could connect. That was like a really technological advance. I loved that. It was so much fun. Really, really sorry. It's chill. Here with your mom. We're here alone. Did you drink this beer? Maya, we're gonna be supermodel. So they're basically like, I don't know what you're doing here, Maya. You know, you almost look like you were missing. And um, I know you're not because you're right there. Thank you. That's Laura Keitlinger. She's a hilarious comic. Why do you think she'd lie? So yeah, it's just like awkward teenage shit, but they yeah. get to be adults. They get to say fuck and stuff. So it's like freaks and geeks gone. You but know. like Muppets. Yeah. Like really absurd strangers with candy. So that's gone. Okay, okay. It's okay. gone. All you people that loved it, your show's fucking gone. My show! No! God, adult, I was thinking about- oh, here's what you're going to hate. Adult tromedy. A trauma comedy. Oh God! Oh, that, that's that's the, the uh, that's the that's that's like a genre now. <laughs> a tromedy. Jesus Christ! Uh, stars Maya Eskrin and Anna Conkle. Um, uh, let's see. Let's it's see the full story here. Uh, Eskrin proposed that in the final scene, they smash cut ahead twenty years to a house party that Maya and Anna are attending. They are adults now. No more bowl cut. No more braces. And you don't hear anything. It's just music. Eskrin said. Anna looked, and she sees Maya across the room, and they have a, this shared connection. And you don't know, uh, did they come together? Uh, oh, so they must fucking uh, like stop becoming friends at the end of season two. Oh, oh okay. Then maybe they were lovers. Eskrin couldn't sell Conkle on the scene's ambiguity. Anna hated the idea of them growing apart. Oh, that's that was like the proposed final episode. Oh, okay, okay. So you have this show where they're best friends and then the last scene, scene of the show is them at a party not talking to each other and you find out like, oh, they stopped becoming friends. When did that happen to you in, in, in junior high school or high school? I had it in high school. I, um, I changed friends in high school. That was um, a big transition. I had to change friends from elementary school to middle school because I, uh, a lot of my friend changes were forced. My apartment burned down in fifth grade, so we moved oh, back yeah. to Sauk Village. Yep. And then from, I made friends in middle school, but like my best friend Wesley moved away after middle school, so he didn't go to my high school. Okay. So I made new friends outside of him just because I had you had to make friends at school. Yeah. And there were people I knew from middle school, so I, you know, but a lot of my friend changes were forced interesting it wasn't like a conscious choice in the sense of like oh i'm no. I, I don't want to hang with this friend group anymore i'm gonna I go mean, with a different friend group i also kind of was one of the guys who like went between all the groups yeah yeah so i never really had my own little friend group when i started yeah. doing stand-up is when i really started developing like this is my crew yeah yeah okay because you have to crew up in comedy or else you'll fail <laughs> <laughs> no but i know with uh yeah, I was in I was in high school. I had my because again, I had as I tell my life story every time. I have to talk about moving from the Washington D.C. area to Eau Claire, Wisconsin, mm -hmm. and how, what a, a painful uh, uh, transition that was. It's amazing. I'm at, I've kind of 
uh, uh, rekindled some friendships from that era in my yeah. life. Find out which ones aren't Nazis and you talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> There's a woman who's actually a linguistics professor at Marquette University, Tracy Sturgill, who had a crush on me. Tracy Chapman. And she's read my script and it's been nice and she's been cool about that. And she's, she's, she's great. I really like her a lot. I really have respect for her. Uh, and I remember I was telling her some about a, a mutual person we knew in junior high school who terrorized me for like a year. And, she, you know, she had no clue that that was going on. Like these dramas that you have going on in your head at that age, I, I at least for me, I thought other people like knew them <laughs> and they just don't. They have their own trauma and you know, things that they're dealing with, they don't remember, you know? And she was like, she really did that? Wow, I didn't even know that. And I look back on that. And I, so my original crew of friends, when I first went to junior high school, after my sophomore year, when I got a job, that, there was a certain maturation that happened for me. And I got rid of that group of friends. In my last two years of high school, I had different friends. That's funny. James Bailey says, I had to change friends freshman year of high school because the next day he was a juggalo. So <laughs> his friends became juggalos overnight. Juggle I'm, people who like ICP, so the like, insane clown posse. Really? Yeah. Like that was a crew. Wow, oh, that, that was an is. identity. It still is. They're considered. They're a legit gang. The fucking FBI has them on like a gang list. Are you serious? Yeah. I, I, I am. Th this is shows my age. I'm gonna show you American Juggalo. Yeah, yeah. I want to see. It. So yeah, insane. So they wear makeup like that and crap, and they and they that that is. I just thank you, Mr. Bailey. I I've just learned something. That that's uh yeah. I never knew that that was a, a subtext or a subgroup, I should say, a subculture. Oh, here we go, baby. Dorf. I think Dorf was married to Claire Danes. Really? Yeah, I think he was on the left there. Oh, Tim Conway, the other Tim Conway. Conway. <laughs> Tim Conway. I mean, the comedian Tim Conway? Yeah, wasn't that Dorf? Yeah, Dorf on go. Oh, yeah, that look, absolutely. This is actually deemed a threat. Not anymore. Now it's nothing. But but like twenty years ago, it was deemed kind of like whoa. This is kind of weird. It was just correct? embarrassing. Like you, it was like white trash. If I look at this, if I saw people like this now, I would. It's ridiculous. Well, they're not. They're good people too. A lot of people associate like, oh, they must be waste racist rednecks. Yeah. But they're very loving. It's all. It's all accepting. It's just let's do poppers and whippets and fucking yell woo woo. This is the gathering of the juggalos. This is a festival that happens every year. It's a, they do a comedy tent. I know comics that have performed at Gathering of the Juggalos. I guess it's a fantastic gig. Oh, oh, like the best audiences ever. Oh, I, I bet you they're into it. Absolutely. I bet you they're totally into it. I got to admit it. Whippets. I'll be honest with you. I've done a whippet. I like them. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't want to do whippets every day. I think that you might have a problem. But wow. All right, let's hear what this guy says. Look at the, this is just family, 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 family. Juggalo is kind of the title that bonds us together. But the truth of the matter is, is that being from different walks of life and being from cultures that are so estranged from each other, you know, I feel like everybody takes their own little bit from it and you know adapts that to you know, hey, this this speaks to me, and maybe that doesn't. You know, and somebody else might. He's saying nothing. This and not so much care for that, but you know, so you'll have juggalos that are, you know, maybe out here with their families, you know, trying to have a wholesome good time. You know, you meet straight edge juggalos. I mean, I'm not going to deny that there's not juggalo gangs out there, you know, but to call juggalos themselves a gang is a is a very big misconception, I think. I first 
came to juggle up because my brother right here. I mean, I've known him for over 11 years. He raped me when I was 10 and what? I became a juggle up. What, what, what? <laughs> Like, where do you yeah. think they're from? Oh, these people are from the suburbs, Daddy. I was gonna say, is it, is this is suburban. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I'm from Montclair, Ohio, yo. No, you know, you have to MC. Uh, I, I, I am of you know of the generation where it, it was like, because I, I lived in the burbs from like '77 to '82, and that was very much like the white flight had like that was like the the momentum of the white flight. Had that kind of stopped at that point. Oh the my suburbs God. were deemed safe and square. Aponte makes a great point. I'm going to freeze it on this. Yeah. This is who the Democrats need to beat Trump. Oh, oh, oh no, I would agree. I, 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 These I was, people are heavily voting right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they got to somehow connect with them on some level. I don't know how you do that. But it's, yeah, it's a very much a suburban thing. Again, the suburbs were deemed like the cities were just you feared the cities. You did not go into the cities. We've talked about it a million times. Adventures in babysitting. That was a motif in a lot of movies. There was once a made for TV movie starring John Boy, Richard Thomas, who he gets lost in the city at night and has to like escape from the city. And, he, and he's having a hard time doing it. The suburbs were deemed safe and square and like normal. And you realize, no, 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 no. They're fucked up in the suburbs just as much. Yeah. They actually have even more strange issues because they don't interact with people very often. So they develop this bizarre sense of identity. Also, Gathering of the Juggalos is in Illinois. It's held in the state of Illinois. It's some I some guy that. just opens up his farm to the to the insane clown posse. The people and you just love them for who they are. You know, anybody can come here and fucking have a good time. Me personally, I can't describe what a juggalo is. They're just they're a special breed. We don't have jobs. My parents. Pay. Like, I can't. What do they do? <laughs> they listen to to rap rock, to, to insane clown posse. They fucking dress like this. They drink fucking cheap pop called Fago. It's just they do whatever their bands rap about, like whatever the Juggalo. There's fucking Twisted, ICP. They have a whole record label. What's their drug choice again? Whippets, oh, whippets, fucking all sorts of fucking. They have poppers, like weed, pill stuff. Eh, not really. I mean, there's all kinds of drugs happening. In a while since, because I am fucked up on E and vodka. Yes. E. Oh, yeah, right there. That's the little hatchet man. They all have that tattoo. There's me. Here's me, freshman year. The only way I got that vomit off me was to get the fucking raid. I got fucked up. I was drinking Caribou Lou on the fucking carnival rides and fucking got fucked up. Apparently, I fucking passed out and then my fucking homeboy fucking shows up out of nowhere and gets me back to the fucking tent. Man, apparently I fucking fell out in the middle of the road. Apparently, I had my... Apparently, man, I was crying and pissing my pants, yo. I was, I was uh, doing that fucking booger cry. You ever do that booger cry, yo? You be so fucked up, you do that snot bubble fucking shit, that... <laughs> <laughs> and you'll you'll fucking your heart be pulsating because it's about to stop yo where in illinois fucking middle central illinois yeah like yeah. near champagne god when you, when you get downstate boy. oh everything outside of chicago yeah, is fucking dukes of, of hazards 80 man yeah it, 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 it becomes a fucking pretty trumpy in a hurry that's how bad it was it was a fucking spectacle and shit and i don't give a fuck because that was righteous
Oh, God. Ugh. My voice is gone because I've been screaming so much. <laughs> so much fun times here in family love. <laughs> what do you love about all this? Oh, are you serious? Oh, man. It's, I, what I love to think about this is a, it's a puzzle. And each of every one of us is an interval piece that puts a big... Imagine Jeez. this girl trying to explain fucking economics to you oh I, I, so joe biden he's an ineffective president <laughs> because uh he go he the border shit he ain't doing nothing about that shit and then he try all old and shit this motherfucker up here falling asleep and shit i might vote for trump you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah. oh my god it, it, again this is this is me being old and out of touch now <laughs> it, it's just and and i get it you know you're young you can do this shit you can pursue you can pursue it I, i'm not against it but it's just like wow so have you turned on the juggalos now is this changing your opinion about it it's mostly drugs dude yeah i, I it's mostly a bond on narcotics if i ever tell you keith at some point in my life going forward i'm going to a juggalo event i'll go with you well, or stop me. What I'm trying to say, or say, what happened? What happened? What? What? You? You know? It's just yeah, trying to talk with. It's just like the ignorance is. I'm so changing to Adam single shot so I could change my battery. I'm just okay, telling the viewers absolutely. now. That's cool. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We. Yeah. We should. But yeah, we should get all. I mean, it's something. You, you know, want to take a break? Yeah, yeah, take a break. You want to take a break yeah, and then come back? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, let me find some commercials. Let's. What year are we looking at here? Let's go 19 what? Obviously the 1900s. I'll leave it to you, man. Let's go 94. <laughs> this will be the year I started doing stand-up comedy. Oh, yeah? Look at that. God, Let me please. set this up right here. We got f October 7th. And now let's go November 19th, 94. Something uh, a little more current. The, 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 this was... Two weeks after the first time I truly killed at an open mic. Oh, I was going to thought you were about to admit to killing a person. Well, I literally was in my bed. I that thought night. about it for a long time. And I, but well, on just, November 19th, I actually did it. It's just a Susan Smith story. The woman in know. South Carolina who killed both of her kids and, and she blamed it on a black guy to cause this real racial tension in South Carolina. So uh, we'll be right back, guys. The bayou, a woman and her child live a nightmare. She's evidence. Until an outsider challenges the deadly world of Black Bayou. Next. This Thanksgiving, while your family gathers together for the holiday. Daddy! Daddy! Christie's family reunites on a two-hour Christie special movie, Thanksgiving Night. Tomorrow, in a world premiere movie, the shocking true story of the Dion quintuplets and their family struggle to save them from insidious greed and exploitation. Bo Bridges stars in Million Dollar Babies tomorrow. Now, Walker, Texas Rangers, next. Walker, Texas Ranger, sponsored by Chevrolet. The cars and trucks 36 million people depend on every day. Genuine Chevrolet. Think of someplace private, someplace quiet, someplace comfortable, someplace truly your own. Now, think of it moving at 80 feet per second. Introducing the all-new Monte Carlo, a very personal space designed from the inside out around you, the driver. 
the all-new 1995 Monte Carlo. Genuine Chevrolet. Where does Santa do all his holiday shopping? Why at Target, of course. Where right now you can get MCA country music recording artists, George Strait and Skinner and Friends. On sale now at Target. Sending an international fax. There's no telling what could happen to it along its way. Unless, of course, you send it with AT&T. Only AT&T has a unique service that goes along with every international fax your business sends. It's a service that'll help you solve just about any problem. No, it's not the line. It's their fax machine. So your fax will get there, guaranteed, only from AT&T for the life of your business. The Bensons bake Nestle Toll House cookies. Mmm, leftover turkey. Mmm, Toll House cookies. Just like when you were a boy. I'll put in a Nestle Toll House morsel. They're so rich and creamy. Make holidays special. Bake with rich, creamy Nestle Toll House morsels to get the world's best tasting cookies. I'll start with the cookies. Rich, creamy Nestle Toll House morsels. This Thanksgiving, make your house a Toll House. And for all your baking needs, look for Nestle Toll House baking bars and cocoa in your local supermarket. Yes, doctor. Oh, I'm getting a cold. And for my symptoms, I need a name I've counted on for years. From the makers of Advil, Advil Cold and Sinus. It's tough on colds, like Advil is on pain. Advanced formula Advil Cold and Sinus. A strong eyeglass prescription used to mean thick, heavy lenses. Well, micro-thin lenses from Pearl Vision are up to 25% lighter and more comfortable. So go ahead and toss those thick, heavy lenses away. Micro-thin lenses at Pearl. Look out, America. Dave's going prime time. Catch Dave playing around at the drive-thru on the town. The Late Show with David Letterman video special. Monday at 10, 9 central. How did I get a prime time TV show? I'm Roseanne's new boyfriend. Everything we know we learn from the Wizard of Oz like sensible shoes and a loving family. This could never be like Kansas. The Wizard of Oz, Wednesday Thanksgiving Eve. Saturn? When we put in a 1-800 number to help Saturn owners, it was surprising how much that number wound up helping us. How about cup holders? Suggestions came in about making the inside of the car more ergonomic and adding new colors, just to name a few. Which is why Saturns now reflect so many of our customers' ideas, as well as our own. And while we may not use all the suggestions... But what if the car glowed in the dark? We'll always listen. Then you wouldn't need headlights. from KFC is back. That's like Mega Meal. Enough food to feed your whole family. <laughs> or one Tasmanian devil. Oops. All for just $14.99. And this week, get a Tweety mug for just $1.99 with every Mega Meal at KFC. When pulses race and hearts beat fast, it isn't the altitude. It's Aspen. Aspen Cologne for Men.
This Sunday, for one day only, Sears is having one big sale. Starting at 9 a.m., you make your own sale. Take 10% off everything, even sale prices. 10% off every washer, dryer, stereo, big screen TV, every towel, sheet, blouse, sweater, saw, treadmill, and much more throughout the store. And if it's already on sale, take off another 10%. That's an extra 10% off sale prices, too. 10% off everything. One day only, it's one big sale at Sears. How fast can you begin to feel relief from a cold? It depends. How fast can you open a Halls with Vapor Action? Halls Vapor Action means instant action. Only from the Halls of Medicine. Because we don't all have the same face, there's the Schick Tracer. Tracer flexes to fit each individual face. Leaving your unique face uniquely comfortable. The Schick Tracer. We're changing the face of shaving. Texas Ranger will continue. No president ever needed a lawyer more than the present occupant of the White House. No lawyer ever had a more important client. 60 Minutes, Sunday. Would you go as far as these people to make a child smile? To lend a helping hand? What better thing could you do with your life? Or to give the gift of life to a child you'd never met? It's nice to know there's people out there like her. Get into the spirit of giving on a special 48 Hours Wednesday. This is CBS. When your day is full, but you're running on empty, give yourself a boost. It's a new energy nutritional drink in four delicious flavors with protein, carbohydrates, and 25 vitamins and minerals. Help replace the energy you burn. Give yourself a boost. She trusts you for everything, and your breast milk is best. But if she needs a formula, who can you trust? You can trust Gerber. There simply is no better formula. If it doesn't come from you, shouldn't it come from Gerber? My name's Jack Holliday. I make a good cop, but I make an even better sandwich. I've been tracking down Frankie Malone, and all I could think about was Polish ham, soft potato bread, layered with Miracle Whip. The jar was empty. I went for the mail, but my gut said Bland City, so I borrowed some from Annie. Smart move. A third less fat than mayo and a tangy zip. Nothing makes a sandwich like Miracle Whip. Miracle Whip made my sandwich nice and sassy. Kind of like Annie, but that's a whole other story. Will this record cold snap continue? We'll tell you at 11. As sure as the sun will rise across America, the families that travel will have one common need. To be safe. So it's no surprise that America's favorite full-size car is also the safest. That's according to Prevention Magazine, which gave LeSabre the Safe Car Achievement Award in the full-size category. Buick LeSabre, the American family, family car. Hey, let's see why Ace is the place in Erie, Pennsylvania. Values, John, plain and simple. Like a 10-cup Mr. Coffee Drip coffee maker for $15.96 and 70-bulb Christmas light sets, just $2.47. Ace is America's place for better value. A few weeks ago, while doing some test shots with Debbie, I noticed something. Dandruff. So I told her about Head & Shoulders. Unlike regular shampoos, Head & Shoulders helps stop flakes from even forming. See the difference? Head & Shoulders turns dandruff problems into beautiful hair. How many chances do you have in your life to change the quality of life in your own community? That's one of the reasons American Express card members are continuing the charge against hunger. 
You can go look into the eyes of the people and see that they're doing better. Helped in a real way. Helped by getting a meal. Helped by getting a chance to get back on their feet. Every time you use your American Express card, you'll help provide a meal for someone who's hungry. So help raise another $5 million, because the charge against hunger is on again. Through the years, the mothers of America have had a kind of medical training. Coming back here, we're easing back. Hello, everybody. I think i got to get a new back support pillow. I think I've worn mine out. I've had it for almost a year. Yeah, let's make it official. So we got a little short packed second half here. We're going to do TV league right now. Excellent. And then we're going to, we're going to riff a little bit of TV fucking history. Sure. Get the power remote here. Absolutely. You got the thing going on. Uh, Cause I'm going to put on TV while we talk about this. Absolutely. And good idea, man, to make it. Ooh, what? Uh, they, they do the opposite image. Yeah. I, if you guys don't realize I flipped the image. Now we made it bloody. We want to go back to Greece. Well, I'm gonna put on. I'm gonna try and find a. I'm gonna try and find a TV league show to put on. Oh, okay. Uh, we got an NCIS marathon somewhere here. We put on Blue Bloods. Blue Bloods is a TV league show. This is another cop procedural. Oh yeah. But this year, one show, and I had to beg for it. Have you ever seen anyone in a wedding dress publicly proclaiming something like the whole like I'm about to get married in 20 minutes, but I had to come here and say this to you? Nope. <laughs> but and Donnie Wahlberg. Oh, it's Donnie Wahlberg and Tommy Selleck in this show. Whoa. Oh, yeah. 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 And by the way, it's 75 degrees and she's got her hipster clothing on. So nothing was really on TV the week after uh, Thanksgiving. We finally have Thanksgiving numbers. I got Thursday, November 25th here. Um, uh, young Sheldon did a rerun. There was the Bills game. Yeah, there was no new TV on that day. Really? Yes. Well, I guess that makes sense, right? It's it's sort of... Friday had an episode of 2020. It was the Ahmad Arbery 2020. Ooh, that ooh. took the L. That's the guy that got killed in Georgia for being black. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, interesting. 67% down from the last 2020. Ahmad Arbery wasn't enough for people to watch 2020 on but the day Kyle after Rittenhouse Thanksgiving. Kyle was, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, people were... Let's see what people were watching here. Um, that did the highest... Oh, no. Uh, Frosty the Snowman took the win. 2.4 million people watched Frosty the Snowman, while 2.39... Oh, no, Magnum P.I., 2.62. Rerun of Magnum P.I. Fucking cleaned house. So, so And then at 10 p.m., there was a rerun of Blue Bloods that did 3.18. Again, Frosty the Snowman. Is, is that like the Jimmy Durante one? The old one. one the old Frosty school Frosty. Frosty the yeah. Snowman. Yeah. Was a very... 48 hours on Saturday, down 41%. 1.66. What beat that out? College football beat that out. 5 million for the uh, 8 o'clock game on ABC and 2 million for the 8 o'clock game on Fox. Yeah, college football is still drawing audience. You know, it's amazing how network TV is just taking it on the chin. Man. Oh, yeah. This is not- well, and this is Sunday, November 28th. So now we're even out. We're out of the Thanksgiving rut, I think. So they yeah, but, should be getting better. Yeah, but but it is the end of the weekend. It's still Thanksgiving. Is it's winding down? No you know? wins on Sunday. Sixty minutes lost. Down four percent. Seven million, but it's still down. Uh, the Simpsons took the L. Up in the demographic, down in total numbers. Three point six eight million. Uh, the Great North, another animated show, Bob's Burger style. 
It's the same production company as Bob's oh, Burgers. Okay. Down 18%. 1.76 million. Bob's Burgers, 1.55 million. Down 15%. The Equalizer, down uh, 33% in the demo. And 14, that's the Queen Latifah. That's Latifa Queen Latifah playing uh, Denzel Washington. <laughs> 5.65 million. Exactly. Okay. Uh, and then you have the Great Christmas Light Fight season debut, 2.32 million, but it was down from last week. Wow, everything's... I Have you ever seen the Great Christmas Light Fight? No. Do you want to watch a trailer or no? Sure, It's just the a Christmas Light yeah, competition. Yeah, I, I don't want to... I'm going to yes and you. I'm trying to yes and you in these shows right now. I want to be a little more supportive, you know what I mean? Like, not... Uh, and then we're going to close out the segment, obviously, by watching the trailer for the upcoming La Brea episode, which is on tonight, by the way. Make sure you watch La Brea. I'll be live tweeting it. Join me on Twitter, and let's watch fucking La Brea tonight. <laughs> it is... I feel like I recognize her. That one with the blonde hair. No, not her. Is that Eve Plum? Uh, but that one right there with kind of the madras styled shirt. The, the kind of the no. That looks like fucking. Uh, she looks Eliza like Schlesinger. Look at that cast. Bridget Moynihan. Oh yeah, Will S. that's probably Amy Carlson. What Bridget Moynihan? What, did wasn't she? She was in a in Gone Baby Gone. Wasn't she also in Coyote Ugly? Did, did didn't she have a kid with Tom Brady? <laughs> So is it, is it, am I right about that? Did Tom Brady and her constantly? No, that's she's. <laughs> you know, I think that was her. Yeah, but I mean, he left her for a supermodel. We yeah, understand. Well, that. Yeah, I'm sure he pays his money. He, pay, he, Here we he go. pays his money. You know, he, he's just. You know, I. I I'm so sick of Tom. A new season is racing. I'm sick of Rogers. I'm just so sick. Would these guys just retire and move on? We have the next great quarterback. We have <laughs> His name Mahomes. is Justin Fields. We, we have a new crop of quarterbacks coming in. Let them. T- I'm just so sick of. I love how this made you think about football. So, what were you? What was your opinion? These are basically the obnoxious Christmas light people. It's just a war of Christmas displays. The great Christmas light fight. You, they find people around the country who put up obnoxious Christmas displays, and it's the how to. One guy's legally blind. He's got shark eyes. He can only see peripherally, and he he's still got puts up shark eyes. He can only see peripherally. Peripherally, and he still puts up this crazy display and his wife lets him climb on the roof. He can smell shingles. He knows where he's standing and shit. Where My does senses he... embrace me on the other side. He doesn't look you in the eyes because I can't see him. God, it's people are. Insane. He says when he looks straight, it's just a black void. He can only see peripherally. What happened to him? He just it's just a degenerative thing. He had to he had to he gets disability from his job. The government pays him to fuck with this Christmas light display yeah, every year. Of course year. the government does. So here Once we go. again, sucking off the teat of the government. You know, it's just he's put the pedal to the meadow. I feel like I'm in the middle of a real meadow. In America's no, You do? Uh, it's the opposite of a real meadow. It's meadows don't, unless there's a bunch of fireflies around in July, you're not going to see lights like that. Uh, Swan Tech says he, he wishes his wife said hello Larry more. Start calling Pardon. your wife Larry. You say it. This it's a, I watched it last night. It's an all right show. It's on, it, it was on Monday, by the way. Monday it took a win. I'm going to spoil it. Uh, this would take... This would be so much work. You see, well, here's what I this think This show, of. Crow, here's how behind I was on TV. Ninth season. Really? Ninth season. This is on every year around Christmas time. I, I, I have to. I mean, I. You know, the cliche. You judge this? TV, yes. Is this atrocious? I'm going to make a, cl- a clip. I'm going to make a soundbite. <laughs> say, say, I judge this so I can make a clip. Uh, I judge this show. I, I do. It's just. 
it's just well here's what i think here's where i go again because of my narcissism uh, i go back to my childhood and one of my complaints of my childhood in my household was uh, my mom had uh, we we always my, my my family when i came home you know, when, when, when i came home from school I was a latchkey kid each day of the week monday tuesday wednesday there was there was there were tasks put on on a chart my mom put up uh, uh, no we didn't have to do that my mom was good in that no, sense no my mom and, she, and there were multiple things you had to do before she came back home and if you didn't get them done no you i watched power rangers before it, my mom you, came you home. caught hell and, and it wasn't like heck oh oh you know why didn't you do this it was like how many times have i asked you to take care of these? i mean it was and my mom could yell my mom was a good yeller good yeller at a young age my mom could yell she was strong still <laughs> so uh there was it was unrelenting i actually kind of like doing work around the house and stuff i actually kind of like it because oh i sense a sense of accomplishment but it never ended there was never a sense of savoring something it was always the next thing and it was the next thing swan texas slow thing. piano for your childhood story it, it, it was yes and and yeah all around me are familiar <laughs> faces worn out spaces and so you had atrocious if you if we did lights like that it would have been incumbent upon me to set it up and make it look that good with no direction there was no instruction ever given with the tasks I had to do. It's like, okay, if you're going to teach me. Figure how to, it out. Yeah, just figure it out. Like, that, that was like the, ma- I mean, and I tell you, my brother actually bore, uh, he bore the brunt of it even worse than I did, which affected him to this day of just, you're, you're taught how to, you're told to do something. You're not taught how to do it. Then when you're in the middle of doing that task and you're called to do a different task, you have to immediately drop yeah. that task and go help her finish that task. And then if you forget the task you were in the middle of, you caught hell. So you know? Monday in the TV league, things, <laughs> okay. things rebounded a little back bit. back on track. I mean, we got to go quick. I know. It's, it's hilarious, dude. It's funny. I'm, I'm a like, host, funny. baby. It's funny. I'm hosting it's this show. It's good. Uh, I feel, dude. You know I love your story. <laughs> you know I love your shit. Monday, November 29th. This is yesterday. Uh, we're back on track. You can tell people finally got home from where they were out of town. I feel like that was a big reason why yeah. people don't feel like, hey, pop on fucking the rerun of Magnum. Yeah, they're all traveling during the holidays, so they're not watching and TV as much. Sports right. is just on its background shit. You yeah. put on the football game. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Um, there's going to be an, a documentary about Elway's turducken, by the way, or uh, Madden's fucking turkey. The company that like the really? whole John Madden tradition of having the six leg turkey entire documentary coming about that, you know, a story that needs to be told. <laughs> if there's one thing I've thought at night, fingers crossed, not how are we going to deal with income redistribution? Can we make healthcare more accessible? People need to be more. Into, no, 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 no. I want to figure out where John Madden's six legs came, how they were placed on that turkey and what that meant for the is that is that Al- Alyssa Williams? uh possibly i mean these people let's let's go to a law and order here let's see what's going on with this is the og law and order oh yeah oh yeah this is like a is this a tanya harding spoof takeoff (laughs) you know oh i've got my hat out you know i'm I'm gonna go hang out here we go we'll we'll put this on to ease into television history if you wore a headband like that in the 90s i didn't like you i didn't oh yeah yeah like a like a karate kid villain headband Uh, one would say keith i judge you I judge you. I judge that. Uh, here we go. See, is, is, is that uh, okay? Okay. Ooh, oh. ooh, so this is the more modern one. 
yeah, this is this one isn't even on TV anymore. Um, so here's Monday. I'm I'm getting sidetracked. Nine one one took the win. That's the fucking emergency show with Rob Lowe. Filmed over here on the corner where I buy my weed. Uh, the Voice took the loss. Was that being filmed right when I walked in today and when Wilshire? Yeah, probably. Was, oh, interesting. Yeah, I bet you this would be a good area to film in because you you'd have not as much traffic as you would think. You well, know? yeah, and you can just fucking turn anything, and you can just throw some shrubs up. Yeah, it's got it, nice like park. The park is nice. You could dress it up and not make it look like a homeless shelter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and there's enough kind of Good buildings shots with of space. downtown, real historical looking buildings. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Bob Hart's Abishola took the win barely, point zero eight percent up from last week. Bob, Bob, Bob Hart's Abishola is Billy Gardell. He's some dude who's got a live-in nurse. Uh, like a black older lady and he falls in love with her and she like thinks he's all weird oh yeah so she like We've goes along that. with it yeah but yeah. i think they're actually in love now ncis lost uh the great christmas light fight day two took the win up 12 percent from the night before here's a, here's a chief fan oh i'm sorry it was a dhl uh, delivery guy. big leap <laughs> that was in the 1990s big leap <laughs> on fox took the loss 4400 reboot took the loss 4400 is about a group of 4400 people stolen from like who went missing during different time periods and they come back all of a sudden and you find out that they were abducted by aliens and they have like superpowers now and shit huge show in the mid 2000s on usa and they're rebooting it on the cw um premiere show that's my jam 4.15 million people let's watch the trailer for that's my jam What's your time looking like, bro? What are we I'm looking okay, at? Man, man. I'm, I'm just trying, just mood. checking up on you. I'm in a good headspace. We, we got uh, 20 so minutes. 15 minutes. Okay. Yeah. I love how you whispered that. That means you, that means Crow feels bad. You know, but I mean, I'm just. Oh my God. Jimmy Fallon's hosting it. Hosting what? This is a show that premiered yesterday on Monday. The show's called That's My Jam. I don't know how much uh, sound we're going to be able to play from this because it's obviously jams. All of these cliches, you know, that's my jam is what's your deal or what? It's like all these terms. I I don't know. I've always been resistant to trite cliches that bind people together. Don't go there. That was always a big thing in the 90s. Why'd you go there? You have to go there. Why'd you have to go there? Well, where am I going exactly? That's so offensive You're to your sensibilities. You're cutting to the heart. You know, uh, you know that, that was a cliche. You know, and those cliches of, uh, do you know what was a big one? Oh, yeah, yeah. All those. Oh, Sing to God. Son I, of a bitch. I have been waiting so long for Sing it's to It's going to restart because I have it. But here we go. My assistant called authorities days ago. Apparently testing his log jammed. Oh, I got the is it NCS. Is that no, NCIS? I got the trailer. Something from the Great Christmas Light Fight still started. Oh. But like we you say, know, we we embrace the fucking technicals. I, I'm part of the juggalos, and I also like to put Christmas lights up because after I do an entire canister of whippets, <laughs> I, I I have that. I feel that. <laughs> Pulse head like the game Pong where the ball is caught between my head. <laughs> like, here is when I do whippets. Here, here's the noise I hear. That's what I hear in my head. I've never done a whippet. Oh, yeah, there. I've done whippets maybe two or three times in my life. It's not something I do often. I think if you did them every day, oh I my think god, dude, when you do, when you do a whippet, truly, Keith, 
you actually feel this that that's that, that noise is actually the sound of your brain shrinking. You can actually feel your brain shrinking and you're getting stupider as you're doing a whip. Here we go. So it's karaoke with Jimmy Kimmel, basically. Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon? Yeah, Kimmel's got more integrity. Let's sing. I'm incredibly hungover right now, and I want to cheat on my wife. So let's finish taping this show. What, what, he's isn't he a big drunk? Fallon's supposed to be. Well, he's a, he's an Irishman. I mean, it's a requirement to be a drunk, yeah. right? You know. So Fallon. that's that's karaoke with Jimmy Fallon. Uh, so so and like, he sprays you with things. He does gags. God, God, God. Historians are going to look back on this when we have our next genocide in this country. They're going to look back on this. It's going to happen probably in the next two to three years. They're going to look back on this this caliber of television and say this was how hard they were trying to anesthetize us. So you wouldn't actually think about what's going to happen. What is going to happen? Well, the, gen- the genocide that I was talking well, about. Well, we'll be causing it, thankfully. Well, the, the, the Civil War, you know, I, I think the impetus will probably be the 2024 presidential election. It won't be the election of next year. Uh, it, it'll be the 2024 presidential election that truly starts the Civil War, I think. I think that's pro- if that's my prediction. Along with people, gonna they're going to bomb the Major League All-Star game in Denver. That's already got foiled. But, but you have Things to admit, repeat. You, you have to admit it, Keith. I wasn't as far off on that as you once mocked me. Over. No, but it was like a, they didn't. It was it didn't even come to fruition. Like they well, caught exactly. a guy. They caught a guy who fucking put in a chat that like, hey, we should do this. That's not a real plan. I've talked about killing people on this show. Did, didn't well? Did, didn't we? But didn't they? <laughs> didn't they go to some hotel and they found a bunch of arms? Like four guys had, had armed up in a hotel, like two or three blocks from the stadium. Probably, but they probably were there to shoot something else. We ain't here well, to it, shoot up the All Star game. We're here to shoot up a farmers market down the street. <laughs> that'd be a funny sketch, actually. New standings. That'd be a, that'd be a funny sketch. I think. I think you got something there. You Squid Game made Grey's Anatomy all took losses. Coco Melon took a win, jumped up to number six in the prime. Criminal Minds took a win, jumped up to number seven in the fucking prime. Okay. Legacies, a CW vampire show, big show. Wow, that, that that's actually jumped a CW up. show has made it up. Again, yeah. but, but you had figured out that you you had done the scoring incorrectly before. Why did it shoot up? What, what, what was no, it? This is just that's that's almost done. It because oh, oh. the information I was using it was judging the above and below average, not based on the previous week. Oh, it was okay. based on just an average TV show on at eight p.m. A relative. That's a why, relative standard. That's why so many episodes were above average. Okay. Because they were judging it off like, well, last year at 8 p.m., this was the number. Okay. So I had to go back and redo everything. Jesus. Uh, but luckily, we're only eight weeks into the TV season, yeah. so it was eight. It was 40 days of television. You could pivot. It was a, it was an easier adjustment than. But yeah. and everything stayed the same. It's just the total went down. Like uh, uh, NCIS went from having 40 points to 25 points, okay. just because this season isn't doing as well as we yep. thought. Yep. Um, Simpsons took a loss. Uh, New Amsterdam took the L. Uh, let's see. I'll just again. This was skewed because of the of the Thanksgiving audience. Yeah, a lot of the things lost because of Thanksgiving. Yep. Shameless number one in Prime Access. Still, La Brea number two in Prime Access. We'll see what happens tonight Aye. on this finale. Let's watch that fucking trailer. La Brea. Let's see the trailer for La Brea. 
For those of you who don't know, there are two. I tried explaining it to a friend of mine on Sunday. I was like, basically, two worlds have been connected through this giant, what looks like a space vagina, just to let you know. Oh, it was renewed for season two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, La Brea was, you know, I'm sure they're getting a well, you know, The acting for what it is, I don't think is that poor. I think it's decent enough. You know, well, I mean, then you, I feel like that tips the hand that this is going to be a cliffhanger tonight then, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to end on a cliffhanger. I told you what would happen if you didn't bring him. If I don't get Isaiah through the light, my children will die. I know. I'm your grandfather. There's going to be another sinkhole in Seattle. We need you to evacuate the city. In Seattle. Grey's Anatomy tie-in. Yep. Is she going to get left in the pussy? Again? God, she... Well, that can't happen, because then they still will go on not existing. Um, I'm flying through the standings here for you guys. Sure, sure. Early Fringe, Family Guy, CSI Vegas, Young Sheldon, Ted Lasso. And, and and this is second tier, correct? Yeah. Oh, this is all. We're in the fourth tier right now. Ooh. ooh. But Lasso is a big show. But it's reruns, right? Or no, they, yeah. don't, have, they don't have reruns. The now. last division is filling out. <laughs> the daytime division is filling out. I got six teams in here so far. Look six at this. shows. Shark Dog, number one, point four point three eight eight million. That's like a Netflix show. I have to ask That's you. my jam is in uh, number two in the daytime time division right now again you've said this before and I, I hate to ask you to repeat this we have very what are the various divisions we have so i'm gonna go from t- bottom to top i'll shut up i'll shut bottom up. division is the daytime division okay then you go if then you go up to the early fringe division then it's the late fringe division then it's early fringe then it's prime access and then it's prime time so prime access those are all blocks of television prime access is like yeah it's before it's like six five six o'clock okay before you eat dinner yeah okay okay and then and then late fringe is like johnny carson and then you got like early and then daytime television is obviously soap opera level yeah yeah and and what's the highest league again what's what's prime time Okay, primetime so prime television, ta- primetime yeah, division, like eight to ten. We call it the prime here yeah, on the eight show. Eight to ten. Okay, okay. Um. So yeah, I'll post the standings on KeithPazel.com, and uh, we'll go to back to television, and we'll riff a little TV history to close out this show. What sure, do you say about that? Sure. How many minutes you got, baby? I got like five minutes, man. Okay. Let's try and find something. Ooh, Annabella score. She she got uh, she got Weinstein. She got you want to watch a Jerry Springer show from November 30th, 95, or a Ricky Lake show from November 30th, 1995? Springer. Springer. Uh, let's see if this is like full uncut with commercials. He's acting pretty well. Yeah, that that's her. She got she got Weinsteined. I just got a call from the chief of D's about my detectives oh, giving yeah. the runaround in the Secret Service. A runaround in the Secret Service. Uh, why are you doing that? Uh, explain to me. I tried to be a friend. And, and every time we tried talking, I, I never got that. She's going to take out that counter. You need to fucking prop that boy up. Yeah, yeah. You got to put some support in there, don't you? Dude, young Hispanics in the 90s loved a larger woman. I tried talking. I said that. I cried. I told you because I told you I loved you and wanted to be with you. I'm so. That hairstyle on the right, I never understood. For that guy Harris, that That's was such like, a mid nineties like a hairstyle. back bowl haircut. Yeah, and, and it's, it's kind of yeah, exactly. I, I never understood that hairstyle. Never got it. Never did it. I, I, I you know, 
I should have been more Skip into my hair. Oh, here we go. Well, you can say those things because you are half Mexican, correct? 95, this is like right when the fighting started. Yes. I'm a, like, look, this, watching this show, Keith, to me, that this was the down, this is the downfall of Western really? civilization. I really had strong feelings about this show. What one would Hates say, her Keith, in-laws say they have ruined her marriage. One might say, I judged it. I this judged might even show. be before the fighting era. Because when it was fight, it was all cheating and like, I'm sleeping with a bean bag instead of you. Boo! Boo! It was, I, I, I had a, a setup for a joke. To me, this is the modern, oh, here we go. modern day equivalent. Modern day equivalent of medieval public executions. You could put the same soundtrack over the final scene in Braveheart and it would sound identical to me. You know? Yeah! At least you're not them! Yeah! Springer's a Democrat. A, a liberal one, too, I think. Oh, yeah. He's woke. You know, absolutely. Well, his, I, I, think, his, I think his grandparents were killed in Auschwitz. Like, I think That's he's... She's nothing but a slob. Her house is so Or her dirty. mother. I think his That's mother was maybe in Birken, but was, was in, like, was in, like, you know, concentration camps. Yeah. Let's, you know. let's, let's take a look at Ricky Lake. Now. Sure, sure. What the hell? To close it out. How'd you, how'd you enjoy the show, boys? Uh, I'm, I, well, I know what, for me, I, I've enjoyed it. I, I think it's been a tight show. I think it's good when we do this. We, we, we had a quicker pace. And it's still an hour and 44 minutes. Exactly. It, it's still substantial. You know what I mean? Like, like it's... Paramedics on today's show because our guests say they are going to faint. Look at Ricky Lake. Is that John Stamos in the background there? Well, um, let me at least give me time to open the filter here sure, so I could fucking absolutely. properly put on the show. This is when Lake, Lake had lost a lot of weight. What was she? I didn't know Lake pre-show. Like she was like an '80s actress, right? She was in a movie where I my first introduction to Ricky Lake. She was, wanted to be in Hairspray so bad. Yeah, she was in the movie Hairspray, which was a John Waters movie. Um, with uh, no, 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 no. Was it Crybaby or or Hairspray? No, I think she was in Hairspray because yeah, because she was she uh, started it with Divine, I think, and then she but she didn't work with Depp. Depp was in Crybaby. The uh, uh, that was a John Waters follow up. What, oh, look Look at those graphics. God, this color scheme is like... <laughs> I'll meet if I, I meet my fans. And then I love these 90s shows because they would have like a hat comic on to roast a guest. Oh, yeah. Well, Fucking you, you, you Rude know, Jude. Do you remember Rude Jude? I do not. But but I, you know, a comedian that will be nameless who I really don't like, who I really don't like, used to warm up for uh, Rachel Ray. Really? We know who that comedian is, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Peter. Is this... <laughs> I'm sorry. The whole, like... <laughs> I find there to be more humor in, in a in a Playgirl centerfold than a Playboy centerfold. Yeah. The Playgirl centerfold, I don't know, because, you know, like a female strip club with women, they tend to have more fun. You go to a male strip, or you go to a, 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 a dive strip club, it's like just men with boners drinking, I feel yeah. like. You know, occasionally they're whooping it up. But it ain't like when you, when it's a male strip club, the women are all having fun. You know what I mean? Oh and, yeah, and I hope I hope you had fun. Cute. It's kind of cute in a way. I hope everybody had yes. fun tonight. Uh, it was a great show. We'll and I'm see. stripping later. Tonight. I don't necessarily know when we'll see you. Might be Sunday. Might have to wait till my work schedule comes out. But who knows? Uh, we'll see you when we see you. Love you, KeithPazel.com, YouTube, pay per view.
Now, how can we announce we are off the air when we are off the air? <laughs>